Welcome to Just Off Point, and before we take it to our usual show, I'd like to take a break and tell you guys about something that's very dear to me. This is actually something that Joe and I worked on many moons ago. It was actually our first foray into collaborating together, and it's it's Joe's anthology that he wrote two years ago. Somniphobia 2, an anthology. In fact, you'll get to see my full name on the cover. Right, and you'll forget to see my full name on the cover, too. Um, well, Your full no, name's I'm, not on the cover? It's not on the cover. It's on ah, the back. It's not. It's on the it's back. It's on the back. Yes. Well, so Somnophobia 2, if I could describe it in a few words, is Joe's um, anthology of poems and short stories that he wrote um, during the time of his life when he was aspiring to do more writing. Gee, what happened to that, Mr. Writer's Block? Well, I am no longer in writer's block. Now I just have to sit down and actually write something, much like how I did with this book. A crap ton of poetry and uh, some short stories. And um, I'd like to think it's pretty ambitious. It was ambitious. Playful. You know what? Yeah. You are, it's, it's you. It's very much you. And it speaks from your soul, it speaks from your experience, and it speaks to the things that you're into. It's... I, I The reason why I jumped into the project is because, Joe... As much as I joke with you, you actually are somebody that I respect in terms of your ambition and your drive. And I saw that in this book. I just saw that you also didn't know how to cross your T's and dot your I's, which is where I came in. First of all, I have a lot of things to say. You just turned them into words and my job's done. <laughs> so if you guys out there are at all interested and you're, you want to support the podcast, it would be great. Check, out an, check it out on Amazon.com. Somniphobia 2, an anthology by Mark Joseph Cruz. Edited by Robert Dexter Rivera. This is Just Off Point, where we ask the question, Nicolas Cage, good or bad? We're your hosts, I'm Joe. And I'm Dexter, and today we're going to take a look at Nick Cage's new movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Yeah, you know I made that 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 song, that lowrider song, and it's Why? not because you see uh, what, what's the, what's, his, what's his name? George Lopez. George Lopez. Yeah, it's not because of that one. Uh, okay. I think that's the song that they played uh, when they were doing the uh, the pre-heist in Gone in 60 Seconds. Is that your favorite Nick Cage movie? No, it is not. Well, oh, actually, okay. I do really like that movie, but it's only because of Angel Angelina Jolie's text. Okay, so, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. What do we have today, Dexter? <laughs> so, we're, the other night, you and I watched a movie. The first time we watched a movie together in a very long time. Oh, yeah, huh. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't remember last time we went out in the movies, you and me. Um, huh. I, I do. Yeah, we what? talked about it. Which one? That uh, that that movie but in space, the ones with the the the, 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 the astronaut with the astronauts. And I fell asleep. First man. Yep. Fuck that movie. You know. You know what? <laughs> you know what? First man. Good or bad? <laughs> <laughs> We're changing no, the podcast oh episode. God, um, I, hate, I hate that. Oh, that was okay. I hate that. Okay. So First off, much. I want to say this. I 
understand movies that want to like your your goal is to win an Oscar, and you can tell that that movie was Oscar bait. I fucking hate movies that are Oscar bait. Like, don't be a movie that's create that's going to go out there just to be like I'm gonna to try to win an Oscar. No, like have some just heart and soul with your project and make your damn movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, what other movie I felt like that to me? Um, Green Book. Green Book. Yeah, the one with Viggo Mortensen. By the way, I do want to watch that movie. <sighs> Oh really? Disappointing? No, I haven't. Uh, I'm, I'm torn. You're I, torn. Be- maybe yeah. because you, th- because you know that it's an Oscar bait. But what if you take that out? Take that out of the table. It was it a good movie? Should Joe watch it? I guess we'll have to find out. And yeah, probably have to find out. Okay, fair enough. I mean, it's been long enough. Mm. You know, it's been like what two, three years? Three years, I think. Uh, everything gets kind of fuzzy because of COVID. Yeah, it's like that. This really killer filler arc. Oh God! Uh, it's the uh, what are they saying? Community? It's the it's the gas lamp arc or the gaslight arc? The gaslight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, technically, in preparation for this episode to talk about Nick Cage and his latest movie, you we had to watch what introduction to teaching. Introduction to, to teaching, teaching, season five, episode two of the show Community, yes. because in that movie. I mean, in that show, I should say, um, the character Abed Nadir is takes a two class, two day class, where he loses it as he watches answers this question: Nick Cage, good or bad? Okay, but I want to make something clear. We're not just going to talk about the movie. We're going to talk about Nick Cage. Of course. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah, I I think (laughs) we should dedicate some of the episode to the movie. We mean his. The reason oh, why we're well, here. a lot, a lot of it, definitely. I mean, you know what? I can, we can even like take this out of the, you know, put this on the table, you know, just like, what did you think of Nicolas Cage's most recent movie, um, the un, the mass no the unbearable no, 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 weight the unbearable weight of massage massage massive what? dick that uh, talent I just screwed up the title oh no Dexter what was the title of the movie. The unbearable weight of massive talent. And, you know, um, honestly, it was campy as shit, but I loved every second of it. I, it was not, it was one of those movies. You always go off the diametric, of the metric, sorry, that do I recommend this movie to others? And, yeah, I definitely do because it's just fun. It's it's pure, unadulterated fun. Um, Is it going to win an Oscar? Hell no. Is it going to be, um, does it prove that Nick Cage is a great actor? Maybe. But does it prove that, you know, he's batshit insane? Definitely. Um, and I love every second of it. Well, we'll talk more about the actual movie in a bit. But um, your thoughts, Joe? My thoughts is that I think the movie holds a solid six. But, but? that goes on the rating of... Was it a good movie or not? My answer is six. But for, you know, like I said, should people watch it? You know what? I think people should watch it. Especially mm-hmm. if you know that you're a Nick Cage. If, if, if you know Nick Cage. Um, yeah. And what I... Quick review. is, And I told you this when we got out of the movie theaters. This is where Nick Cage is bigger than the movie and it was a 
good thing for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how else to proper, properly word it. I mean, it is, after all, Nicolas Cage playing a parody of himself. I think what you're saying is that well, to differentiate between Nicolas Cage the actor and Nick Cage the character in the movie, I think I'm going to call Nicolas Cage Nicolas Cage, and we're going to call Nick Cage from the movie Nick Cage, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't. So, you know what? I'll just keep Nicholas, what I said. Nicholas is the real-life person. Nick is the movie version of himself. You kidding? He is all persons. Have you not seen the movie? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that Nicholas Cage is better than the movie starring Nick Cage because Nicholas Cage got to um, show off all his chops. By going the widest range of all of his movies. I did say also that um, this is the one movie where Nicolas Cage can do no wrong. Because no matter how... It's all about him. Yes. It's like whether he's overacting or not. And by the way, he's absolutely fucking stellar. I can't imagine anyone else playing Nick Cage. Do you think we the just only got a, that... a stupid thing to say? Right? I think the only person that can play Nick Cage better than Nicolas Cage, Don is Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> In fact, he did it horribly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! See, that's a whole other level of. <laughs> I can't. I mean, eventually we will. Oh yeah, eventually we will. Eventually um, we will. But yes. Um, so obviously, as when yeah. we do these movie reviews, I do want to say to our audience, all three of you, that um, spoilers. spoiler alert. Yeah, we are, we are going to talk about the movie. Here's um, the biggest spoiler: Nicolas Cage kisses himself. I've never seen a hotter kiss in the theaters for a long time. Nicholas Sparks should actually like take notes on Nicolas Cage kissing Nick Cage. Yes. Well. Little Nicky watches in the back. Yes, broke back Martin. No, 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 not even, not even hot. It's just like it's it's stale bread, moldy stale bread. I don't care whether how many ass cheeks you see in that movie with Heath Ledger and the other guy. So would would this be sourdough bread compared in comparison, pumpernickel? Um, no, no, this is straight up like off, like off the off the oven. Um, Off the other rye, rye. rye bread. Yeah, yeah, you know it. You fucking know it. Hell yeah. Nick Cage <laughs> using Nick Cage. Best shit in the thing. I'm like, it explains so much. <laughs> so a brief rundown of the movie. Just a very brief rundown. Um, Nick Cage is down on his luck because... No! He, um, no, he's not getting projects anymore because nobody wants to hire him because he just takes on every project. Which is and funny he... because in reality, I'm pretty sure he's pretty hot right now. Yeah. Especially because he did that one indie film you told me about. Uh, what was it? Pig. Yeah. But even prior that, prior that, it's like he. Th- there are other gems out there, straight to DVD probably, that are that sh- is actually worth watching. Now I, I, I know people out there, especially you, Keith, um, who don't uh, agree with uh, my um, my uh, how I how I see Nicolas Cage as an actor. I personally think he's amazing, but we'll get to there a little bit later sure but um, moving on yes it's about yeah nick cage. So nick cage is trying to get his next big score and the entire time he's being haunted by nikki which is the nick 
Nick Cage of yesteryear. The perfect, the perfect Nick Cage. Yeah, the Look Ed at him. Nick Cage. Yeah, he looks younger. Yeah. He looks like he's his prime. He's wearing a black leather jacket. He's got hair. God, he I does remember what the that weird. Like. I'm Nick fucking Cage. Of course, he did it longer, and uh, he did it much longer. I apologize to everybody who heard that because uh, you know his microphone just clipped. Because uh, yeah, not in the loud yeah. sense. It's like it's really overcompensating the gain, which is absolutely fine, you know. Joe's a very big sound nerd, and so he's always which is kind of funny. I fucking hate working with sound, as you as, as you know. I Dexter, know. I used to I know. shoot wedding videos, but audio is the worst shit ever. Yeah. I should get into sound engineering. Probably. Moving on. Um, and so Nick Cage is down in his luck trying to get a job, and then... And then he gets an opportunity from Pedro Pascal's character. Um, who was who, also really good in this movie, by the way. I think he's the second best person in this movie. Second best actor in this movie. I have not seen him in a comedy. Um, I want to say I have, but no, I probably haven't. Um... I mean, Wonder Woman was a comedic failure. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it was good. But it could be better. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Never seen it, by the way. Yeah, I know. I remember we were all like, oh, Joe's got HBO. Let's go watch it. Every watch it except for Joe. Because Joe is in the Philippines. I mean, hopefully it comes back. It's already um, back on. See, I don't even fucking care. No one told I me know. to go watch it. <laughs> okay, so he's done. We're still done in his luck, Nick Cage. He gets he gets hired or was given an opportunity by uh, what's his, uh, Pe- 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 Pascal? Pedro Pascal, Pedro Pascal's character, um, who happens to be uh, a figurehead. Figurehead, right? This is a good, this he is, a is yeah. He is the figurehead of um of a, a of a cartel of a cartel gang mob people um but he initially invites nick cage over pay him some money to To hang out at his birthday party and hopefully say yes to a script that he wrote Mm -hmm. which it's not even a big deal whether he read it or not but bottom line is i'm beginning to lose i'm beginning to lose the idea of this movie what was the message (laughs) um yeah he, uh, Pedro Castell's character Javi Javi Gutierrez is like Nicholas Cage's number one fan pays him a million dollars to go ahead and just hang out with him for a day Nick Cage is like screw this this is beneath me this is not acting and then he realizes he's in debt up to his eyeballs and his his ex-wife and his daughter don't love him anymore or they just, he has a strained relationship with them and he's just like yeah I need this I, I really need this takes the job Ends up somewhere in um, Spain, right? Is that where it is? Yes, or... must be. Because must Pedro be. Pascal. And um, falls in love with this guy. It, this is really, a, a, at its core, a buddy, com- a, buddy co- a buddy comedy. And, you know, the one thing I liked about this movie is it went so meta so quickly. Because as uh, Javi is explaining to Nick Cage what he wants to do, we as the audience are viewing the tropes and the things that they're talking about. Oh, this is a very character-driven movie, and then they that we see that Nick Cage is it's a very character-driven him trying to 
reconcile with his daughter and his own narcissism. And then he's like, you oh know boy, what? Did he reconcile with his narcissism? <laughs> did he? Again, the kiss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this had like some uh, espionage elements. Oh, by the way, they had uh, Tiffany Haddish and um, some other dude that you usually see in comedies. I don't really care. Um, uh, playing as FBI agents, and it's like this. It, it's the story is. Uh, yeah, they have How's like, this? like the entire plot edition. of this movie is nothing original, nothing we haven't seen, nothing that's already been played out. Except the difference is, it's Nick Cage. It's executed off by Nick Cage. Yes, and so and this is what made the actual movie special. The fact that Nick Cage is doing all this execution almost flawlessly, because he can his do no wrong, acting, because he's... he can do no wrong because he's playing himself. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> but that is pretty much the plot. And the movie ends with him actually having the movie deal. Another he makes a movie, yeah. uh, makes a blockbuster movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which is the actual screenplay that Javi, Pedro Pascal's character, makes. But at the end of the day, he doesn't go to the award ceremony or to like the interviews. He goes and he hangs out with his family to watch Paddington Bear 2. We, I now want to see because of how many times they referenced that damn movie. Technically, they referenced it like twice. twice. Maybe three times? Twice. Maybe three times. Okay, maybe three times. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the thing about it, the thing that I do want to ask is like, I mean, you know, Nick Cage, like, in the span of how many years, made so many movies. And I like how the start, how the movie started. It's like you're introducing Nick Cage to the screen. That you made so many movies. You you work all the time. It's like you know, like is there money? But the thing is, there is a following for Nick Cage just because of the way he is. I think also like it was Nick Cage's response to all the um, the haters out there. They're like, you know, does he literally just take on any project that he wants? Kind of like what Shirley said in the um, community episode. Is it just for drug money? What's going on? What? No, no, it's like he acts good on the good movies and he acts like crap on the other movies just so he can make some drug money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I don't know. <laughs> but I think that's what it comes down to. Like, I think uh, there's this, because of how many movies he takes on and half the projects are shit, people do have these questions. That, like, that's you kind know... of generous. Huh? But go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh, um, okay. What's your take on Nicolas Cage? I think that... He, I honestly think that he is a phenomenal actor. Sometimes. Okay. Um, other times I think that he just is somebody that likes to have fun. Um, Someone I mean, who likes what he what he does for a living. Yeah, he's, 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 an, he's a thespian in the true sense that like he is... He acts. And he doesn't stop acting, and it's in his blood. I mean, Francis Ford Coppola was his like you know relative, like really. You didn't know that? No, not really. Didn't know that. Um, one of the few he, things that I know about Nick Cage is that he wanted to play Superman. He was has to become a, to be Superman. Um, his son is named Kal El. Um, he was gonna be a Superman, but the funding for that film went kaput. Really? I didn't yeah. Know that. You know what? Maybe somewhere out there, someone will throw him a bone. But you know, it's a bone well deserved. 
Like, you know, um, uh, Death of Superman or Old Man Superman, something like that. You know, maybe. I'll take that movie. Um, I'll watch that. Put Nick Cage in a cape. I mean, they already put him of, in a cowl. There's footage of him in a cape. Yes. Like, I'm aware of this. Yes. Okay. But I did not um, know he was related to... Coppola. Yeah, his name, his real name is, you know, Nicholas Coppola. But he didn't want to... Uh, See, so this is what I do respect about Nick Cage. He didn't want to he be did, associated. He didn't want to be associated with, you know... And get hired off of the. See, that's another to... notch of up of respect for Nick Cage. You see, what I like about him is that even they spoke about it in the movie, like he never stops working. It's because he has he... a high work ethic. Apparently, yeah, I I I do that. That's yeah. And the thing is, even though like he was down on his luck, and even though he's making like like you know straight to DVD movies, it's like he just he doesn't stop. He keeps going at it. He doesn't. He 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 keeps going. And then he hits a movie like Pig, and then he and uh, you know what? Most of these films, uh, at least the most recent, uh, the most recent films that I've seen him in, are good, and I've noticed a few things about them. <laughs> What's that? Okay, <clears throat> if you want Nick Cage to really be good in a movie, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not speaking as an expert, but obviously from what I've seen. Give him as many to as give him as little to no lines. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have two movies that I will post as an example. One would be Mandy. Okay. Walking. It's such a great ass film, man. It's like Nick Cage being Nick Cage, minimal minimal dialogue mm-hmm. okay and then the other one where he really didn't say a word was oh no the title has escaped me something wonderland think of five night at freddy's but it's a movie willie's wonderland willie's wonderland oh my goodness that that movie was a gem everyone else in the movie who had lines could not act for shit. And then you have Nick Cage, a fucking Goliath. <laughs> so my question is, has Nick Cage transcended being a great actor and become a trope of himself, like Danny Trejo? Um, you know what? I don't know. Maybe. Danny Trejo is not a bad actor, but he plays this... He, he is typecast, and he does it on purpose. Yeah, he does it on purpose, because bad guys never win. And, that's, and he wants to, like, promote that. Yes, you know, and uh, we all know that uh, Machete don't lose, I guess, this would have been one of his lines. By the way, I haven't seen a single Machete movie. I should. Yes, I know what we're doing next. <laughs> a Machete. <laughs> machete. Uh, there's still machete, machete in space, though, eventually. <laughs> uh, okay. Um... Does that Going mean that back Diesel on... can also be like a parody of himself eventually? Family makes you fly. Probably. Um. By the way, I brought bringing it back to you know the Francis Ford Coppola thing. When I found out that the uh, that the the family that Javi was a part of that they their their actual business was olive oil distribution, I was just like, oh, that's a clever reference, because that's what um the Godfather. That's what they that was their the, like their their front that they sold olive oil. 
That's hey, right. That is, that is clever. I was about I was about to say it's like, oh, did Francis Ford Coppola actually do that? Oh, speaking of, there's a movie coming out about the making of that movie. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward Godfather. to that. Me and my dad, Arthur, looks. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch it with your dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll leave you. <laughs> Just me and him. <laughs> no, okay. Okay, Dexter, what's your favorite Nick Cage movie? Ah, oh, man, that's a hard one. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you know, this might be, um, you know, childhood me talking. Say it. Oh, no. <laughs> National Treasure. Oh, National Treasure. Yeah. Those were fun movies. Absolutely fun. Yeah, that's why it was. I didn't even think movie. he it's overacted a... in any of those films. He didn't. That's why yeah. I'm saying, like, it's, it's like you know, he just did, he just did adrenaline, Mister uh, Mr. Adrenaline, Mister Smarty Pants. I will say though, I think that my first um, exposure to Nick Cage was, exposure. yeah, was Face Off. Um, face and Off. At, and as a how old was I when Face Off came out? Ninety seven. I was five years old. As a five-year-old, I thought this shit was amazing. I mean, it's John Woo. Yeah. Birds, slow motion, and jumping bullets, and and like really um, soft music while everyone's getting everyone's dying. The other movie I remember seeing as a kid that I, uh, that like was like, oh, that's Nick Cage. Um, what's the movie where he had to drive a car and couldn't stop? And if you'd stop, the bomb would go off. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not a Nick Cage movie, sir. How dare you? You are hurting me. And it's a bus. First of all, it's a bus. Then you're thinking of of Sandra Bullock. And you're thinking of Keanu Reeves. Oh, shit. That is Keanu Reeves. But then there was one that was like that. I need to cover this wound. (laughs) It hurts me so much. (laughs) Okay, Dexter. You're trying to think of a car can't stop or else it'll blow up that is not a Keanu Reeves movie and you have to give me a title with Nick Cage Nicholas Cage in it what do you do google it <laughs> pop quiz hotshot see these are all the uh, the references to that movie speed yes okay unless you're thinking about speed 2 cruise control <laughs> <laughs> no absolutely not no there is no... I can't think of any other Nick, Nicolas Cage I think, movie. I, you know what it is? I think I watched that movie and Con Air around the same time. So in my head, I always, like, you know... Yes, look, because we all know that if you stop driving a plane, it'll explode eventually when it goes down on the ground. <laughs> in any case. Okay, yeah. so Con Air was... I think... Which one came out first? Face Off or Con Air? Um, Con Air. Barely, Con Air. though. They're okay. in the same year. Okay, so the funny thing is... Con Air, I think, is a good movie, but not but but Nicolas Cage was the punchline of that movie. Not because he was funny or anything. Granted, some people argue that he did really act funny in that movie, but um, John Cusack was amazing. Oh, let's not forget uh, the bad guy, um, freaking uh, oh, what's his, what's his what's his name? Come on, Dexter. Help me out here. Mm, mm, John Malkovich. There you go. Okay. Um, One of my favorite actors, by the way. John Malkovich. Have you seen? Well, have you seen being John Malkovich? 
It's on my list because it's on my oh, short list. When you watch it, you have to include, you have to put me in there because that is a mindfuck. It is. <laughs> it I, is very much a mindfuck. I love it. <clears throat> but going back to Nicolas Cage, um, uh, you know what? Uh, when Nicolas Cage stars in supporting roles, kick ass. <laughs> yeah, he was good in kick ass. Oh my and god, he was, was over the he top. Was perfect, but he was, but it yeah. was perfect. It's like. So, some someone had Nicolas Cage in mind for this one, and by by golly, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so you have so far you've mentioned Con Air and um, Face Off, right? Yeah. Oh my and, god, I just found something out that I need to share with you. What? Because I'm looking at his uh, filmography right now, and I'm just like looking looking at it. Nick Cage did get the chance to play Superman in a different movie. Yeah. Uh, voice. Yes. Which one? Teen Titans Go. Oh, no. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> everyone everyone who grew up with, uh, who grew up watching with Teen, Titans. Teen Titans hates Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, uh, you know what? But I, I looked at it without the lens of nostalgia, which is hard for me. And I was like, okay, this actually is a very funny series. If you never think of Teen Titans ever, I've never seen Teen Titans. Never watched Teen Titans. So you might actually might like Teen Titans I Go, given like, that you don't have I that don't, baggage. I really don't like cartoons anymore. <laughs> I know you don't. You're an old man. I am. I, there, there, they, there came a time where if it's not the the, the Simpsons, Futurama, uh, you know, I just stop. I mean, and it, you know, I mean, I, okay, you know what? I, I don't watch that those kinds of cartoons made for specifically made for kids anymore. Um, okay. The last, the last specifically sort of made for cartoon made for kids cartoon that I watched and sat through was Avatar. Fair enough. Okay, not even Korra. I mean, I know that Korra is even like for like almost young young uh, or, or older kids, but I never, I have not sat down and watched. Korra is actually, in my opinion, a little bit better in some ways. In some ways, I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for that, but I don't care. I I know what I know, and I'm like, Korra had a. Are you saying a little bit better or a little bit better in some things? In some things. In some things. Because 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 the last Airbender had to go through, time wise, went through one year in three seasons, and Korra goes through about six years in three or four seasons. In four seasons, you see more character growth in Korra than you do with Aang. Mm. And well, so I think... Okay. And that's the nature of like, the storytelling. But um, I appreciate the the, the develop, character development and the journey that Korra goes on. Yeah, more Nicolas than I, Cage could be, a, could be an airbender. Oh, if Nicolas Cage was oh, a yeah, bender. If Nicolas Cage was a bender. Yes. Um... I feel oh, like I, know. He would, I have my answer. What? Earth. That's actually what I was going to say, too. <laughs> well, what's your reason? I don't know. It just seems like um, earthbending is known for, like, you know, being solid and known for, like, you know, being able to... Um, it, it has a very foundation. And Nick Cage, in spite of all his antics, has foundation. One thing you can say about his acting, it may not flow like water, but it's definitely hard as a rock. Speaking okay. of rock... 
You like that? Yeah, that's okay, a good yeah. transition. The Rock is probably one of the uh, best Nicolas Cage movies out there as a classic. However, recently... I haven't seen it, but I heard it referenced a lot. Yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> what the fuck? Why are we doing this episode? What the fuck? Dexter, go out there and watch that fucking movie. What the hell's wrong with you? <clears throat> okay, and let's not t- uh, forget about um, Sean Connery um, being there. Um, and, uh, recently, recently, uh, I watched this movie, uh, called, or titled City of Angels. Have you heard of it? I have. Have you seen it? No. Okay. So City of Angels is also starring Nick Cage. And guess what? When he talks, it's a little bit more than a whisper most of the time, but it's, there's a lot of staring in that movie. There's a lot of looking. Uh-huh. And again, he doesn't talk much. So it's a know, good movie. It's a good so. it, it was it was a, I, I personally think that City of Angels is one of the few um love stories that I like and enjoy. Okay. And the concept is amazing. You have it's called City of Angels, it takes place in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, how'd you oh, guess that? How'd you guess that? No, no. But uh, City of Angels, yes. Uh, but they are actually angels. Nicholas Cage is, is an angel among his other angel buddies, and mm-hmm. it, it, I like the concept of it because um, you have um, uh, you have angels around this, and you don't see them obviously, but um, but they perform these small little miracles, like um, if. <clears throat> Okay, for so for for example, like uh, there's this one guy, who's um, who's who's uh, who's pushing tin. I think the term is pushing tin, or at least I saw that in the movie, starring John Cusack, who's also co-starring in Con Air. Um, <laughs> see, everything is Nicolas Cage. Um, anyway, so he was so pushing. Like, screw six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's six degrees of Nick Cage now. Oh hell yes, all the way. So. Um, uh, there's this guy who, and the thing is, angels can read thoughts, right? And so this guy was monologuing to himself. He was thinking, Pushington is like guiding the planes down to the runway, right? They're, they're the air traffic controllers. There you go. Or whatever. Um, and he's thinking about his debts and all that stuff. And he got distracted. And then Nick Cage just like puts his hand on his shoulder. And he goes like, oh shit, what is that? Uh, flight, this, whatever, you know, uh, head this direction, whatever. He, he saved like a bunch of people from colliding maybe or crashing down and it's like a, a small little example of how angels are actually among us performing small little miracles mm-hmm. um i like the part where there was a scene in the convenience store and um some guy pulls out a gun and starts you know getting all uh what do you call this uh shaky holding uh, putting the gun at the cashier register and the cashier register. yeah and so um uh, there's two of them. Oh, by the way, one of the angels is Andrew Brower. Brooklyn okay. Nine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when I saw him, like the fuck, and and um and so uh, they put their hands on their shoulders and they calm down, right? And then so the guy holding the guns like not shaky anymore. He's calmed down a little bit, and then the guy at the register is like, "Be cool," you know. And then no one gets shot, and. Yeah, again, it's a nice little concept that you know. It, it even inspired me to write some stories about it, and you know, and uh, the 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 main lead is Nicolas Cage and uh, Meg Ryan, 
who we haven't seen in a long, 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 long time. Uh, <clears throat> I really liked it. It was it was for date night. So, well, yeah. there you go. Oh, um, another person that I saw in the movie for like two seconds, three seconds. Okay. He had a line, mm-hmm. one line, one line. Yes, and it was uh, Nick Offerman. Oh, fun! Yeah. <laughs> what was his? What what role did he play? Construction worker number five. Seriously, okay. I guess. <laughs> Alrighty then. Um. You know what's an Cage movie that I haven't seen, but I've seen it memed enough that I want to see it? Which one? Um, The Wicker Man. I have never seen The Wicker Man. Have you seen the original? I heard the original was good. Yeah, I actually like the original a lot. Oh, okay. The original is well, great. The original has... Um, wait a doctors. minute, who was starring in The Family Man? There's this movie called The Family Man. Who who was that? You check it uh, out real quick. Yeah, let me check it out real quick. Talk so that it doesn't sound like we have dead air, Joe. Yeah, I know. See, yeah, it's Nick Cage. So I believe that the plot was, and I know some people who either love it or like okay with it. Um, Uh I think the plot in this one is where he just wakes up all one day and finds out that he's married with the kids. And it's not his life. Yeah, something like that. That's very... And I heard that it was good. Uh, one, of, one of our buddies says that his dad... It's one of his dad's favorite movies. Okay. Yeah. So I just, And I've also met someone who specifically said that, you know, that he really likes that movie. So, you know, it's it's interesting. Oh, we should have a movie marathon of, like, just a bunch of Nick Cage movies. Oh, down. The Rock. Phenomenon. Oh, wait, that's John Travolta. Or is it Nick Cage wearing John Travolta's face, it's... acting as John Travolta? Yes. In a John Travolta um, movie. You know, <laughs> uh, we should also put both Ghost Riders on there. Wait a minute. Ghost Rider had two movies? Yeah. How did he pull that off? I don't know. But, you know. So it was the, already you know... horrible. Think about you know what's the best thing about the second Ghost Rider movie? You know what? Yes, I do know, and it's big, and it's the it's the movie video game tie-in for the PlayStation Two, which I did play. <laughs> I don't know. He's it's... pissing fire at one point in the movie. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm not I, gonna it, argue with that. Yeah, it's like it's it's. I'll show you the clip later, but it was like, oh, okay, he's now like his his job in the movie is he's trying to. Um, protect the Antichrist from the from the devil, who because it's the devil's son and he's trying to you know reclaim him and same plot line as you know um bad o- good omens good, good omens yeah exactly <laughs> except you know more with more Nick Cage and more <laughs> I can't <laughs> did this happen at least somewhere in the Marvel universe. <laughs> Nicholas Cage will be back in the Avengers. The oh, Multiverse of Madness. Please put him in there. <laughs> Imagine oh, they just put in Nick Cage and he's just like all flaming skull and shit. Oh, you know, so I gotta say, good. it's 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 the absolutely quintessential Nick Cage overacting. But his tra- first transformation into Ghost Rider, um, is fucking epic. Just because... can I just say that one of the stupidest things I've seen in Ghost Rider. 
-hmm. is they introduced the old Ghost Rider. Okay, and yeah. you know the white one, I yeah. think, on the horse, right? Yeah. And they're riding off to meet the bad guys, and then when he goes there, he's like, "That's the last of my power. Goodbye." Yeah. <laughs> it's like you were about to see two different Ghost Riders from two different eras, and then you just go like, "Yeah, I just went here to gallop on." Provide you. moral support. Pro provide you moral support. You know. Oh, God. And I like yep. that guy too. Uh, you know what the best part of that movie was? Mm. The end credit scene. I don't even remember as much. It's not even. A, I'm sorry, not even end credit scene. The music, the end credit music. Actually, like, um, they they're playing Ghost Rider. Um, can't remember the name of the band that plays this version though, because it's more of a pop punk kind of take Are you on sure the song. They didn't just cover. Uh, um, it's, Johnny a, Cash? it's a cover. No, it's not Johnny Crash. It's a cover. It's that song. It's that song. But it's a more pop. I just said that, but it's a pop punk version of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Okay, fine. You know what? I am down to watch Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider 2. Ghost Rider 2. And Wickerman and The Rock. We're There's making a, a list. No, you know what? How about you have to separate it into a genre? Like, you want. The good Nick Cage movies of and, the 90s, uh, we want the 80s, bad. and 90s. Right? Cage movies, yeah. Okay. And then you want the what the hell's going on with Nick Cage's career movies, right? And then it's like uh -huh. the complete downhill, the devil made me do it kind of thing going on. <laughs> uh, there was literally a movie where it was starring him, and all he does is drive around in a car trying to stay away from the devil. What movie is that one? I don't know. But not, is it he, Ghost Rider? No, it's not. It's not Ghost Rider. No, it's a car. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Prison Break? Um, scenes, not not scenes. Uh, well, there's. This I know one, a Prison Break though. Yeah, there's this one FBI guy that who plays the devil in this movie, and I'm like, uh, I don't know what's going on. It's a Nick Cage movie. It must be horrible. At this point, it's like, yeah, those. But then you get the straight-to-DVD actual fucking gems of Nick Cage, right? Like, you know, like 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 Willy's Wonderland or um, Mandy or uh, I can't think of anything else. Pig. Oh, Pig was actually a straight-up indie film. You know, like Cannes Festival, all that Is shit. Is it Grindhouse? No. He's in Grindhouse? Okay. He is in Grindhouse. Really? I don't remember yeah. him there. He's Fu Manchu. <laughs> Okay. I haven't seen Grand House in like forever. So I don't really remember. Yeah, me either. Um No. He but... was in G Force. Like the hamsters? Yes. I love this guy. <laughs> I love Nick Cage, man. I'm like, Jesus, he's in everything. Did he do any video games? Surprisingly no. Really? He hasn't done well, any voiceover on video games? Well, if he has, it's not on his... It wouldn't be on his filmography. But... Um, okay, that would be interesting, though. Um, I should check his IMBD to see if he's done anything there. Um, you know, since I am on his filmography... Color Out of hmm? Space. Great movie. Cool. Before you go on. Yes. You know who he was the executive producer of? Um, Ballers. Oh, wait, it's, it's Mark Wahlberg. Um, it's a series that is near and dear to your and my hearts. The, the series? Uh, there's a, 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 a book series that got made into a TV series. 
Resident Files? Yep. He's an executive producer now. He's the executive producer of Resident Files. But that was Resident still Files. like 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 early two thousands. You know what that is where Nicholas Cage was kind of yeah. like disappearing. Ah, oh, would I watch Nick Cage as Harry Dresden? Yes, you would. I would, but maybe like the older, because he's old now, you know. I think. Um, oh, you know who he'd be good as? Wait, 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 wait. The, the 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 bartender. I wasn't gonna say that, but that works too. I was gonna say um, Dresden's a mentor dad, Ebenezer. Yeah, Ebenezer. Mm. Oh yeah, he does. He he'll do the the overacting drawl. You know what? It's like Con Air, but I'm a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm right. I'm not against it. I'm like sure. I'll watch him as Ebenezer. Oh, would be or Kincaid. Imagine him as Kincaid. I haven't heard him with an English accent yet, but he can be Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's already has a practice being a talking school. So sure. Holy shit. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Nick Cage can play everyone. He can he can play a he, he can, can play, play Murphy. mouse. He can play mouse. Mouse and Murphy. <laughs> no, he can play a CGI generated Murphy, he's just shorter. <laughs> oh god oh man <laughs> I yeah. need you to find the killer yesterday Dresden <laughs> let's go <laughs> roll out I don't know I don't know I don't know what else it says what else does what else does Murphy say to Dresden all the time hell's bells <laughs> <laughs> Stars and stones. <laughs> Empty night. Uh, it's perfect. He it is, is. He is the perfect. Uh, <laughs> imagine. I know he's also old, but they just put in James Marsters playing as Dresden. Everyone around him is Nick Cage. <laughs> what curse is this? <laughs> you know, for when they actually do the new version of Dresden Files, the TV series. They are, right? They are. I know they are. Everybody and their mother on Reddit wants um, James Marsters to do the voice of one character, and everybody's saying Bob the Skull, probably. Oh, yeah, because he already did, like, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and make him do all the references to Buffy the Vampire Slayer as Bob. (laughs) As Bob. (laughs) That would be, like, mm, fucking... (laughs) James Marsters, I mean, I know this is a Nick Cage episode, but James Marsters are on the up and up. He's in Sonic. He's Knuckles? No, he's Sonic's, like, you know, human he's dad. Tails? Did Sonic? you see the original Sonic? I saw the original Sonic? The the, the the Sonic 1, I should say. Okay, yes. Um, James Marsters plays the, the, the human. That's not... You're thinking Marsden. I said Mas- Marsters. Oh, God, I am thinking of them, well, yes. Dexter, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> First you give me speed, and now you give me what? You talking about get them, Cyclops, I, man? I did, I did get them confused. <laughs> oh my god, this is horrible! <laughs> Somebody <laughs> save me from this! <laughs> oh my god, Mars and Marsters—they're similar enough. 
They're not similar enough. By the way, I'm going back to the unbearable weight of massive talent in the shootout sure. scene where they're supposed to kill each other. It's like, wait, you're gonna kill me? No, I'm gonna kill you. And, you know, like he pulls out the golden guns and everything. The first thing, now take note, the golden guns were inside a collection of face off. Nick, well, face off was memorabilia. Cage, whole, oh, by yeah. the way, funny scene is like, how much did you get this made? Uh, Five thousand dollars. I'll get it off you for twenty. Twenty thousand. <laughs> And then and then and then Pedro Pascal and Javi says, "I'm sorry, Mister Cage. Nothing's for sale. This is not for sale." <laughs> okay, so um, on the on the shootout scene, it's like the first thing I thought was that I I, I was predicting the comedy where it was like, okay, you're pointing a gun at him from your memorabilia, a gun from Face Off, but why would it have any bullets? Right, and then he goes like, yeah. "Okay, so they didn't shoot it." Okay, well, all right. And then they they get chased down by the bad guys, and they take cover, and he just starts shooting, and I'm like, "The fuck!" <laughs> First of all, it was funny because the gun was loaded. Second, he's just shooting like I don't care. I'm just shooting. Mm-hmm. He kills somebody like I don't care. <laughs> like so, like I said, it, the movie was so meta, but you but you said that it was done properly i um, love the meta references on the movie because it just was um where they were gonna be like oh yeah we should definitely have this in the movie and then they would do that particular thing in the movie the, the, i would have the, nick cage dm his own campaign with him as a player as a playing dm character and everyone else oh he's in his family I, or something <laughs> i would totally be okay with nick cage as a dm that had a dm npc just because <laughs> You know I'm right. Like <laughs> that would be that would be hilarious. That would be funny. That would be so great. Imagine. Oh my god. I want Nick Cage to play a kobold. You, you you can have Nick Cage play a dragon for all I care. <laughs> I'm just saying. Think about it. Nick Cage as a cowardly, scriveling kobold. He can overact the shit out of that, oh and it would that work. Would be so amazing. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, they also did like a few like uh, like like they like I said they did the Deus Ex Machina everything that they talked to oh when they were talking about the script and how the story should go everything yeah. from beginning already happened he writes yeah. about it and then all the way to the end it's like so oh. there was a, something that they said in there that I, and I timed it I said oh yeah about halfway through the movie this should happen and I timed I looked at my watch at that time I was like oh we're halfway through the movie cool. Okay, it's one of those things. It's been a common thing now, but it's I I, I like those things. Now, when they were uh, when I was seeing what they were talking about on the script happen on the actual plot of the movie, I was thinking of another Nick Cage film where it's not really all about him. It's like it's actually a what's the word uh, uh, ensemble. He is one of the character. He is two of the characters. Mm-hmm. He is a twin, and. Uh, Nick Cage acting with himself uh, in a movie called Adaptation. Dexter, if you can search it up real quick, can you confirm who the director was? Sure. Adaptation? Adaptation. Nick Cage movie. From 2002 with Meryl Streep and Chris Meryl Cooper. Yeah, look, yeah, go ahead. Read, read out the cast. Directed by go Spike ahead. Jones. Spike Jones. And written by Charlie Kaufman. Okay. Charlie Kaufman? Why does that sound yeah. familiar? Charlie Kaufman is... He wrote Being John Malkovich. 
And that Eternal explains, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That explains everything. Okay, so adaptation. Um, there was a point in the movie where they were talking about like specific movie tropes, and they all happen. You you mentioned this on movie yes. night. Uh, the yes, movie day we, night we watched the movie. Yes, I'll call it what it is, Dexter. Our 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 SOS won't mind. It was a date. Uh, <laughs> we did get, um, you know, um, yeah, yeah. We did get burgers afterward. Yeah. They were uh, protein style burgers, but they were burgers. Amazing. They yeah. were. I wouldn't call it protein style. It's just they call it protein style because of all the lettuce, but otherwise it wasn't wrapped. It wasn't wrapped, but yeah, it's essentially it, a burger salad. It was a burger salad, and you know what? It I was, loved, I loved oh, it. it was so um, yo, you know what was funny though? Um, I don't know if I was slurring or what because it was late then. But the guy just thought I was like, "Dude, I'm from Los Angeles. I don't know what Brooklyn style is." And I'm like, "No, man, the, the stuff without the bread." And like, oh, oh, protein style. Protein, Brooklyn. Okay, I can see why. I don't <laughs> see it, but okay. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, pro- pro- protein style, protein Brooklyn. No. No, I no. like it the way I said it. Pro- protein Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <clears throat> but yeah. So, Dexter, I hope you learned something tonight. I learned a lot of things tonight. Yes, it was Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, Sandra really Bullock, and Dennis Hoppe. Sworn that was in a cage, it's but yeah, you know. Hey, else. man, like I said, I watched this movie when I was seven. Everything blends together. How how do you confuse the 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 stuffed bunny with a a crazed terrorist bomber? You know, <sighs> these things happen. Yo, I, I think I watched them around the same time. That's the thing. Yeah, I know. I I, I, I won't fault you for that one. You know, you you young. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're young. Me like speed. Speed was the shit though. Like totally watched. Speed that. was the shit. Yeah, really yeah. We was. should do a Keanu Reeves, you know, movie next time Keanu Reeves has a movie. When's the next time Keanu Reeves is doing a movie? Whoa. <laughs> but um, well, we did. We ha- we have already seen Bill and Ted and Bill and Ted Two and Bill and Ted something the music. Um, face the music. Face the music. Yeah. Um, maybe we should do it when John Wick Four comes out. When John Wick, yeah, whatever. Four. Sure. Is it four? Yes, it's four. Sure, I hope it five? comes out. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the Matrix. If you haven't seen it, you know. Um, I need to first watch the Matrix Three before I see the Matrix Four. Never saw Matrix Three. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. You know, sometimes it. I, I'm surprised by myself by how much I know about the Matrix and the Matrix lores. It's I'm, I'm a fucking nerd when it comes when it came to the Matrix. I I I my I stopped at Matrix two. I was just like, yeah, no, I don't need to see the third. I remember seeing the trailers and be like, nah, same for me. Not for you. Give it a chance, and then when, once once you're gonna go to me, like Joe, what the fuck happened? And we're like, I will explain everything to you, young one. You're gonna get out all the uh, PowerPoint presentations. PowerPoint presentations, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, a little side note here: Sandra Bullock has had a movie with Keanu Reeves, uh-huh. Sylvester Stallone. I don't know. The both were great movies. 
Uh, speed, as mentioned before. Yes. You know what the other one is? No. What? Demolition Man. Oh. You haven't seen Demolition Man. I haven't seen Demolition Man. Oh, you child. I am a child. Compared <laughs> to you. Like, we're only five years apart, man. This is Six years? Five years? Six years? Five. five is it really years. just five? It's definitely not six. Let's put it that way. Some things I round up. This one I'm rounding down. Shut up. Sure. Okay. Okay. But uh, that's our Nick Cage episode. Um, So, Nick Cage, good or bad? Yes. I like that answer. This has been Just Off Point, where we talked about Nicolas Cage. I hope you uh, find us again next time. And uh, we are your hosts. I'm Joe. And I'm Dexter. And we'll catch you all later when we get Just Off Point.